to your Catholic drive time, keeping you informed and inspired. We love God. We ought to be able to talk about Him. Getting you started on your day. With the latest in breaking news and information from the Vatican to the White House and everything in between. It's serious. It's fun. It's your Catholic drive time. Now, here's your host, Joe McClain. Great show lined up for you today. Good morning to you. Praise be to God. I was wondering why I couldn't hear my microphone. Like, I don't know what was going on there, but uh, at any rate, good morning to you. Praise be to God. It's good to have you back. It's Friday. You have survived it. Congratulations. You made it through the whole week. Uh, What is on the agenda for the weekend? I'm curious. Now, it is, uh, if I'm not mistaken, today is first Friday, is it not? And uh, tomorrow is first Saturday, which means you have an opportunity to get up to celebrate this incredible devotion of First Saturday Devotion. And by the way, today is going to be fantastic. Our Lady of Fatima. Many miracles have been witnessed as a result to this incredible apparition, this uh, mo- you know monumental apparition in the, in the history of our church. And uh, today on the program, we're going to be talking about Our Lady of Fatima, specifically with one of the stewards of the pilgrim statue. Now, if I'm not mistaken, there's only two uh, pilgrim statues of Our Lady of Fatima that have traveled the world. And we get to have the steward of one of those statues. And this particular statue is very fascinating. I've had the pleasure of, uh, of uh, seeing the statue firsthand and praying, uh, you know, uh, with the statue. And it's an incredible opportunity. Uh, this statue has had many miracles. It's seen some incredible things. It has weeped tears, as a, as a matter of fact. And today on the program, Patrick Sabat is going to be on the program to talk about this statue, its history, some of the incredible stories that uh, have been witnessed as a result. So it's going to be a great program. We're going to do something special today uh, because there's some fun stories to share with you in regards to this Our Lady of Fatima pilgrimage statue. Uh, we're going to have Patrick on for three segments today in this first hour. So at 15 past, he'll join us. We'll keep him on through the whole hour and, uh, of course, we'll, we'll go to breaks and we'll do the news and all of that. But it's going to be a fun time today getting to know uh, the, the history of one of the two pilgrim statues on planet Earth. Praise be to God. Good morning to you, Janelle. Good morning, Mr. Joe. T-minus like one week now. Yes, it's, you're down to it's it. only one more week. Um, so uh, what's the first thing you're going to do when you're no longer having to get up at a zero dark 30? Well, I'll definitely sleep in. I'll, be, I'll still be in bed, so not, not much there, not much action there. <laughs> like um, to four, right? You mean like four, four thirty maybe? May, like, maybe I'll indulge myself in a little couple more hours. Like five, five thirty? <laughs> like you don't want to go too far, you know? Th- that is true. That to, is to maintain true. your epic one percenter status of humanity, <laughs> uh, you have to still get up, I think, before 6 a.m. Okay, yes. Yeah. Okay, I'll try to do that. I'll try to do that. Okay, good. Praise 559. Five, five, five fifty nine, yes. okay, yes. and thirty seconds. Okay, okay. You want to you want to stay in the category of the most awesome people on planet Earth. Yes, which that means is, you got to get up super early. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I'll I'll keep practicing um, for whatever may come. <laughs> well, your first classes are probably start what eight o'clock or something. No, I think my classes this semester are starting pretty late. So, like the um, crack of noon. I mean, like, yeah, like what is going on in university campuses? Good grief. 
all the all the early classes were taken apparently surprisingly the cool people got the those. cool people got those yeah <laughs> all right okay well that'll be fun speaking of cool people adrian fonseca is here on the ones and twos good morning to you adrian good morning good morning it's good to be here yeah praise be to god we're yeah. gonna have a fun show today absolutely absolutely i'm super excited uh this pilgrim statue it goes back all the way to the 40s and it was uh it met almost every pope since Pius the 12th so it's it's pretty amazing i'm super excited yeah, that yeah. conversation and speaking of getting up early it was pretty funny we <laughs> i was at church yesterday and they were talking about, hey, guys, we should uh, meet up on Saturday. How about like uh, 7.30 a.m.? And uh, <laughs> someone else goes, oh, my, uh, no way. There's That's no too early. Way. <laughs> That's way too early. And I was like, I was like, what? Uh, like sleeping in for me is like waking up at 8 now. I'm like waking up at 8. I'm like, whoa. I just like slept all day. <laughs> I feel a little bit like my grandfather. He's like, yeah, by 4 in the morning, I had already, you know, mowed the back 40 or something like that. You know, so. Uh, now I'm like, yeah, I can appreciate that. I get up at, uh, yesterday, in fact, I was at a, a phone store. I had to deal with my phone and, and the guy was trying to like tell me all of these details about all these options. And I was getting very confused. And I said, man, I get up at 3 a.m. five days a week. It's a little too late in the day to be telling me all this complexity stuff. And then the, the stranger next to me is like, oh, I get up at four. Darn, you have me beat. I'm like, yep, that's the way it goes on radio. But at any rate, praise be to God, we're going to have a fun show today. We're very glad you're a part of it. And today is the day in the second hour where we give out the prize. And the winner's name is drawn from the coffee cup at Divine Providence. So it could be you, your last three chances to get in on the prize pack from Motherboards, loveyourmother.com. Is it loveyourmotherboards.com? Loveyourmotherboard.com. Loveyourmotherboard.com is our sponsor this week. And today we pull a name and today they get their opportunity at the prize pack from Motherboard. So we're very grateful for that opportunity. If you want to get in on that, you can find the details. You can find the phone number, the rules of the game, how it all works right on our website. You can also watch our show live there. You can comment there, get the podcast there, get in on the CDT Insider email list, and all of it right on our website, grnonline.com forward slash CDT. Let's pray and jump into it. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thine intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, Despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy, hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. And now the headlines with Jenna Lay. Today is Friday, August the 6th. Here's your headline from LifeSite News. Under no circumstances should a recovered patient get a COVID jab, expert MD tells LifeSite. One of the world's most qualified and skeptical COVID-19 experts believes that people who have already been recovered from COVID-19 should not take a vaccine against it. We do know that COVID-recovered patients have a higher side effect rate when they do get needlessly vaccinated, Dr. Peter A. McCullough told LifeSite News and cited research papers showing higher rates of vaccine injuries among the naturally immune. Really, under no circumstances should a fully recovered patient receive a COVID-19 vaccine, and authorities should accept that. McCullough, who is a cardiologist, internist epidemiologist, academic researcher, and journal editor, sat down with LifeSite News last Friday to discuss his work with and for COVID-19 patients. The doctor has four under his direct care currently. 
In addition, he has seen young men who have had heart problems following COVID vaccination. As of July 15th, there has been 2,800 certified incidences of post-vaccination myocarditis in the United States. McCullough, though, himself has made several reports of myocarditis to and discussed them with the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Regarding the recent Washington Post article reporting that the vaccinated are just as likely as the unvaccinated to spread the Delta variant of COVID-19, McCullough said that the report is supported by previous research he had studied. He cited well-known examples as the Texas Democrat lawmakers who fled together to Washington, D.C., and despite being vaccinated, got COVID-19. As a matter of fact, this week, the health minister for New South Wales in Australia reported that the number of patients in Australian hospitals there with COVID-19 was over 300, and all of those people were fully vaccinated, except for one. McCullough added that it appears that the Delta variant, which he said accounted for almost 100% of new COVID cases in North Texas, is resistant to the vaccines. What the authorities should do now, he said, is to do a proper analysis of which vaccines really are most effective. The expert has been struck by the data from Israel, which exclusively uses the Pfizer vaccine. Fully 80% of Israel's population has been vaccinated, but in a July 24th report of the last 5,000 cases, 84% of them have been previously vaccinated. In countries where a variety of vaccines have been tried, there are different results, but still evidence of breakthrough infections. In the UK, Of the over 200,000 people sick enough from the Delta variant to go to the hospital, 42% had been previously vaccinated. Of that 200,000, 460 have died. 65% of them have been vaccinated. There's a death rate of at least less than 0.02%, so Delta is clearly a milder strain or a less fatal strain. But the vaccination... One would have to look at those numbers and conclude that breakthrough is readily accomplished with the Delta variant in forms of vaccination in the UK, McCullough said. McCullough suggested that the next phase of the vaccination program would be to roll out the two-dose Novavax and other antigenic vaccines in place of the mRNA vaccines, ones that have a currently better safety profile and a better coverage. Nevertheless, he also reflected that the Pfizer, Moderna and Johnson & Johnson vaccines all had a good safety profile in that short term. I'm Janelle Lay, and those are your headline news for Friday, August the 6th. God love you. The saint of the day is a Polish saint. This will be fun. Uh, Blessed Tadeusz Dolny. He was born on the 8th of August, 1914 in Kazanowicz, Poland. And he was one of eight children born to Jan and Antonia Dolny and was raised in a very pious family. He became a seminarian in the Diocese of Wlalawik, Poland, where he was known for being devout, studious, though not a great student, and showing a true vocation to the priesthood. He was arrested on the 7th of October 1939 with other seminarians and their teachers as part of the Nazi invasion of Poland that triggered World War II. They were all imprisoned in the Silesian College of Lad, where the Nazis had turned, which the Nazis had turned into a temporary detention center, and the teachers resumed con- uh, covert instruction of the seminarians. Tadeusz was transferred to the Sachsenhausen concentration camp near Berlin, Germany, on the 26th of August, 1940. And then he was sent to Dachau camp in Germany on the 15th of December, 1940, and there he was beaten 
tortured, starved, overworked, and basically abused to death over a period of 20 months. He was known to give his food ration to other prisoners whom he thought were in worse shape than he was. And he died a martyr the 7th of August, 1942 in Dachau, Oberbayern, Germany, of starvation. His body was, uh, was burned in the camp and cremation ashes were dumped with those of other prisoners. He was beatified on the 13th of June, 1999 by Pope John Paul II. Blessed Tadusis Dolni, pray for us. Praise be to God in all things. The gospel today comes to us from Mark chapter 9, verses 2 through 10. Jesus took Peter, James, and his brother John and led them up a high mountain apart by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his clothes became dazzling white, such as no fuller on earth could bleach them. Then Elijah appeared to them along with Moses, and they were conversing with Jesus. Then Peter said to Jesus in reply, Rabbi, it is good that we are here. Let us make three tents, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He hardly knew what to say. They were so terrified. Then a cloud came, casting a shadow over them. From the cloud came a voice. This is my beloved son. Listen to him. Suddenly, looking around, they no longer saw anyone but Jesus alone with them. As they were coming down from the mountain, he charged them not to relate what they had seen to anyone, except when the Son of Man had risen from the dead. So they kept the matter to themselves, questioning what rising from the dead meant. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ, and thank you, Verboom.com forward slash GRN for sponsoring our gospel reflection today. There is so much. I cancel the rest of the show. All I want to do is talk about this passage. No, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. We're going to be talking about our Lady Fatima here in a moment. But there is so much that could be said here, and it ties so wonderfully into our gospel yesterday, where Peter was given the keys of the kingdom and then rebuked. Could you imagine the Pope being rebuked by Jesus, called Satan, in fact. That's where we left off yesterday. And here we see this excitement, this energy coming out of Peter, even though he was afraid. Still, he forces himself to look into the light and to behold Jesus in his glory. The hint, the tease of what will come in the judgment. It's a fascinating uh, look. And he wants this to last forever. Uh, St. Chrysostom, St. Theophilicate, they all had incredible things to say about this passage, about how Peter did not want to see this end, did not want to go down that mountain, did not want to have to face the cross, the passion, death, and then the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus. We'll share more of that with you in the next hour, but we're going to go to break and we're going to come back and let's talk about our Lady of Fatima and the miracles and the conversions, all that's coming up next. GloryandShine.com, a generous underwriter of Catholic Drive Time. GloryandShine.com is a Catholic family-owned company making a variety of personal care products ranging from lotions, soap bars, gift boxes, body mist, beard care, and more. At GloryandShine.com, they state their mission is to, quote, craft every product with deep intention while holding a vision of sharing the gospel. They are good for the body, mind, and soul, unquote. God love you, GloryandShine.com. Thank you again. We all know children have a natural innocence and a sense of wonder. 
Yet our world is full of distractions that can pull families in the wrong direction. But with the help of God and a church family, your children can grow in the security of faith, hope, and love. Weekly Mass provides that critical faith foundation needed in life. So if your family hasn't been to Mass in a while, we'd like to invite you home. Discover more at catholicscomehome.org. Howdy, this is Adrian Fonseca, producer of the Catholic Drive Time Show. Heard Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Central and 7 a.m. Eastern, right here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. And I'm proud to tell you that Real Estate for Life is an underwriter of Catholic Drive Time. Real Estate for Life connects home buyers and sellers to real estate agents while supporting pro-life organizations, offering their clients a faith-based experience. They are online at realestateforlife.org. That's realestateforlife.org. God love you. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to God. It's good to uh, be on with you. Don't forget, next hour, today is the day we give out the prize in the Fear and Trembling Game Show. For all those that are able and uh, willing to join us for that, we would love to have you. You can always watch live and comment live right on our website at grnonline.com forward slash cdt. So uh, join us there if you can and uh, have fun, uh, maybe possibly winning the prize yourself. You can be the contestant. It's super easy. But that's next hour. Joining us right now is Patrick Sabat. He is with the uh, Blue Army, bluearmy.com. And he is one of the stewards, if I'm not mistaken, of one of two pilgrim statues of Our Lady of Fatima. And this one has some pretty miraculous and incredible stories. And we're very excited to talk to him. Good morning to you, Mr. Patrick Sabat. Uh, you're muted. We need you to unmute yourself. He's joining us via Zoom. So it's a common thing that happens on Zoom chats all the time. Good morning to you, sir. Thanks for being on. Hi, good morning, Joe. Thank you for having me on this show. Yeah. Very beautiful. Praise be to God. Now, let me, let me, how do I, is it Sabat? How do I say your last name? You know, I, it's funny you're saying it correctly. Sabat. <laughs> well, what do you First know? Time I think, oh, my goodness. Somebody is doing it right. <laughs> can, uh, can you just say that again? <laughs> I want to make sure right I want to make sure my producer, Adrian, heard you correctly. <laughs> I, Joe McLean, have done it correctly. Have you? Did you hear that, Adrian? I mean... I can't. I'm not allowed to uh, to address this situation. I, we just we have, we have to just move on. Anyway, but any way you want it, you you pronounce it. I came to America just for the purpose of the mission of spreading the mission of Our Lady. Praise and be to God. You pronounce it differently, and I have adapted it. So, Amen. Well, okay, uh, Mr. Patrick Sabat is with uh, BlueArmy.com. Let's talk about the Pilgrim statue, uh, Our Lady of Fatima, 1917. One of the uh, I would say the hinge pin moments in the history of the world in many ways. Um, let's start with you in the sense of how did you get involved with the Pilgrim statue, BlueArmy.com. Tell us all about it. Well, it's uh, 20 years, almost 20 years has passed since I got involved with the mission of Our Lady of Fatima mission. And of course, as you mentioned, 1917, way back, uh, we celebrated the centennial anniversary already in 2017. But the statue came to my hometown I was deserting my vocation to the priesthood, believe it or not. At wow. that time, I was teaching in a state university. I was teaching philosophy, but I wasn't happy. I wasn't contented. And the statue came processing down the main road in the Diocese of Tarlock to get to the cathedral. And I was captivated uh, by the beauty of this uh, international pilgrim statue. One of my priest friends who was helping to coordinate uh, asked me if I could volunteer 
to help with, you know, island hopping, uh, propagating the message of Our Lady, Lady of Fatima, you know, rosary and scapular and all that. And so they asked me uh, if I could do it. And I said, yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be a semestral break. I would have the time. And uh, a couple of months later, they called me again. They emailed me. They said, would you like to go to Taiwan? We're going there and said, oh, yeah, another semester break coming up. Uh, Christmas break. We're going to India. Uh, would you like to come? <laughs> says, okay, sure. Come to Australia with us. And says, yeah, fine. I'll, I'll do it. And then when they finally said, would you be able to come to America and immigrate here possibly? And I said, oh, wait a minute. I got to think about this. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> but then uh, everything happened. You know, I got my, uh, I, I got married and uh, Our Lady has always been taking care of me, uh, guided me how to serve our Lord Jesus Christ the best way I can. And uh, I came here in 2008 after three denials from the U.S. Embassy from the mm. Philippines. The fourth time I showed up there, always with a picture of Our Lady of Fatima, you know, put it on the desk there. And I said, <laughs> um, I'm here again, you know. Now, you've been denied three times. And uh, the lady, the consular officer said, um, I guess today is your lucky day and handed me over my visa. Wow. And kept scratching my head. What could this be? What is this day? Why can I be so lucky this day? And that's 2008, February 20. I will never forget that. February 20. And I searched and I searched. It was the, uh, the death day of um, Jacinta Marto, who became a saint. Jacinta Marto, and that date became the feast day for Saints Jacinta and Saint Francisco of Fatima. Wow, so now wow. the Blue Army, I got involved with the Blue Army. Blue Army has been uh, around since 1947. Uh, with the history of the statue tied in so closely together with Our Lady's Blue Army of Prayer uh, against, of course, with the Red Army of Atheistic Communism founded by Mr. John Hafford and Monsignor Colgan from New Jersey and uh, from Fatima. Uh, the statue was blessed. If you want to go there right now, it's very interesting. I can't wait to, to tell you about this uh, beautiful uh, history and the significance and why we are still traveling today. It's so important that we travel, that we put it out there because the world needs it. It was given to us. Uh, by Our Lady of Fatima uh, at the height of the First World War. And the statue was blessed and commissioned by the Bishop of Fatima. It was blessed by Pope Pius XII uh, shortly after the Second World War. So if you think about it, some things, uh, Our Lady is telling us something uh, in, in that momentous uh, period in the history of mankind. Uh, Patrick, so what about the origins of the actual statue itself? How was the statue constructed? Because when you see this particular statue in comparison to a lot of the replicas and other versions of Our Lady of Fatima with her immaculate heart exposed, why is this one uh, different and why is this one unique in its beauty? You know, a lot of people are asking me about this. This is a very important question because when you go to Fatima in Portugal, you would see a statue that stays there and that doesn't travel unless the Pope asks for it. You know, like, for example, uh, when Pope Francis uh, 
entrusted the world and did his consecration to Our Lady of Fatima, uh, he asked that the statue be present there in the Vatican Square. But the interesting story is when you go there, you'd see that statue behind the glass and you would say, this is different from the international statue. The reason is that when Lucia, Sister Lucia, uh, when she came to Fatima in 1946, you, you know, she she saw Our Lady and, you know, the apparition happened. And she went to Spain uh, to be uh, living in the Dorothean uh, convent. And then she came back during her sabbatical uh, to be part of the Carmelites. And she, they asked her, what do you think of the shrine? What do you think of this statue? And she said, something's not right. You know, she is so faithful to not only to the words of Our Lady, but how she looked. So the same artist who did the statue that sits behind the glass, it was carved in 1920. The International Pilgrim statue was carved in 1947, now with the direction of Sister Lucia. When she came to Fatima, she said, this is how she looked. Very meticulously, it was done by the same artist uh, who is considered to be the Michelangelo of Portugal. Wow. So they, she, he carved the statue with Sister Lucia, firsthand carving, uh, uh, doing it and describing how she looked like. And so the face, she, Sister Lucia, very interesting. She said she appeared not like a statue. She appeared lifelike. And the countenance, if you, if you get a chance to, to look at this statue, by the way, there were two statues that was carved, like Joe. Again, it's right. <laughs> he mentioned there were two statues. Wow. Twice in the same <laughs> hour. That's amazing. <laughs> there were two statues that was blessed in 1947. One was uh, blessed on May 13, 1947, supposedly to replace the one that sits behind the glass. And the International Pilgrim statue that still travels today under the custody of the World Apostolate of Fatima or Our Lady's Blue Army. And I am the, uh, you know, they call us stewards or escorts or custodians. They call us by many names. I think my favorite is Our Lady's Donkey. You know? Nice. <laughs> <laughs> but we bring the statue, you know, like I mentioned, the two statues. Uh, if you uh, encounter the term the Pilgrim Virgin, which was used by uh, several popes and the bishops of Fatima, uh, even Sister Lucia, they call it the Pilgrim Virgin. They refer to the statue as if there were only one. They call it the Pilgrim Virgin. Wow. And it was blessed October 13, 1947, like I said. The two statues were traveling uh, across the globe um, until... In the late 1980s, when the other one retired and now sits in the Basilica of the Most Holy Trinity uh, in Fatima. And the twin statue, if I may call it that way, is the one that still travels today. Uh, as we speak, it is traveling through Louisiana and mm. into Tampa, Florida, on our way to Wisconsin, go to um uh, again, I think we are going to Orange Diocese. So all these things happening. Uh, the statue has never stopped traveling, like I mentioned, since 1947, under the care of the word Apostle of Fatima. Never stopped traveling until 2020. Mm. Yes, uh, before before we go <laughs> on to uh, to talk about your experience with the Pilgrim statue during COVID, um, 
why is it the, why is she the size that she is uh like the, why is she not a life size or why isn't she smaller why is she the size that she is well if you well basically they know that this is going to travel so they the one they they carved it out of cedar wood the international pilgrim statue was carved out of mahogany wow so it it can take a lot of beating uh they know it's going to travel they didn't know how how long it will travel but the as far as the size is concerned i think it's very providential because we can sit it on the airplane she's got her own seat she's got her own boarding pass uh, so <laughs> she could fit in there by the way she prefers the window seat she Amen. could look over <laughs> praise um, be to god man but that's the size and I, and i think you know this is just personal um when you look at the statue as if you you kneel down and uh, from the small home oak tree from the apparition of fatima i think that's probably the the perspective but again oh. it's, it's personal you know if you kneel wow. down and you look up there it would be around the we, same size you're saying right right that's as the, if that's you the, were the shepherd children kneeling down and looking up this would be about their perspective Exactly. That's fascinating. Well, we're, we're down to just seconds now in this first segment. We're talking with Patrick Sabat uh, from Blue Army, bluearmy.com, about uh, the one of the pilgrim statues of Our Lady of Fatima, who has uh, traveled the world. And there's been many miraculous stories that have occurred. I'm actually, while you were talking, I, I was looking up a, a, f- a photo in my phone from when I saw this statue last. And, uh, and it's incredibly beautiful to think the solid wood. You would not know, looking at this statue, it's solid wood. It's so incredibly made and well-designed. But uh, when we get back from the break, I want to have a conversation about some of those stories. I want you to tell us about uh, how this this statue weeped, about the details around that. But I have to believe, Patrick, that you've got some pretty juicy stories about uh, this particular statue, some conversions maybe, things that have happened. Uh, I also want to ask you a tricky question about St. Padre Pio and the Pilgrim statue. I don't know if you'll know the answer to this, but I really hope you do. So all of that is going to come up after the break. Uh, We're going to have breaking news and stories with Janelle, and then we'll come right back with our conversation with Patrick Sabat, Our Lady of Fatima Pilgrim, and thebluearmy.com. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. This is Dale Alquist with a Chesterton Minute. Have you ever noticed what happens when you try to keep up with the current fashions? You go nuts. When we are obsessed with keeping up with the times, we become slaves. Fashions are never settled. To chase something that is always changing is simply futile. It's not freedom, it's insanity. G.K. Chesterton says, The Catholic Church is the only thing that saves a man from the degrading slavery of being a child of his age. Christianity is always out of fashion because it's always sane, and fashions are always insane. The Catholic Church never has to worry about being behind the times because it is beyond the times. Want more than a minute? Visit our website, chesterton.org. Howdy, this is Adrian Fonseca, producer of the Catholic Drive Time Show. Heard Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Central and 7 a.m. Eastern, right here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. And I'm proud to tell you that Real Estate for Life is an underwriter of Catholic Drive Time. 
Real Estate for Life connects home buyers and sellers to real estate agents while supporting pro-life organizations, offering their clients a faith-based experience. They are online at realestateforlife.org. That's realestateforlife.org. God love you. Welcome back to the Catholic Drive Time. I'm Janelle and here are your headline news. Lots of headlines today. Here are some from the Church Militant. New McCarrick lawsuit filed. 12-year-old boy alleges abuse in the 1970s in New York. Catholic musician booted. GIA dumps David Haas over sex scandal. Protesting the jab walkout Wednesday scheduled for August 11th. Polish prelate blasts COVID crackdown. Archbishop Stanislaw decries government ban of sacraments. Kidnapping and first conversion conversion in Pakistan. 14-year-old Christian girl abducted by Muslims. Lebanese cardinal decries government. Claims cover-up a Beirut blast. In other news, under no circumstances should a recovered patient get a COVID jab, expert MD tells LifeSite News. Dr. Peter McCullough believes that the current vaccines are not sufficiently fit for human use and that they should no longer be administered. McCullough believes that the current vaccines are not sufficiently, um, should no longer be administered. Their official report to the MHRA, the regulatory body in England, is actually not to move forward with the current vaccines and that they're not sufficiently use, fit for human use and in the absence of any data analyses, they should close down the program, says he. Natural immunity is the best of all forms of immunity, McCullough declared, and said that those who have received, recovered from COVID-19 are not of any harm to anyone else and they don't have to be careful. However, they do have to be careful not to get vaccinated. McCullough cites studies showing that people who have recovered from COVID-19 have a high chance of side effects if they are vaccinated against it. He believes that naturally immune people should under no circumstances accept a COVID-19 vaccine. The doctor also stated that authorities should exempt naturally immune people from vaccination demands. And listen to this also from LifeSite. Former Pfizer VP warns childbearing age women do not accept these vaccines. Biden Justice Department drops lawsuit against hospital that forced nurse to assist in abortion. A Harvard professor says, make the burden of being unvaccinated so high that people comply, end quote. Pro-life student expelled from University of Louisville Med School because he opposes abortion. University admits harvesting kidneys from unborn babies while their hearts are still beating. It took 15,000 dead seniors, 11 harassed women, before Planned Parenthood told Andrew Cuomo to resign. Apple will scan all iPhones for illegal child abuse images, sparking privacy debate. And U.S.-sponsored orphanage burned Nigeria by terrorists. And lastly, reported by the National Catholic Register, new sex abuse lawsuit names Theodore McCarrick and Father Michael Barrett. And those are your headline news for this morning. God love you and have a good Friday. Praise be to Jesus Christ in all things. Thank you, uh, Janelle, for keeping us up to date. Don't forget, coming up in the next hour, for those that can join us, we would encourage you to do so, because today is the day we give out prizes on the show. In fact, our uh, sponsor this week is Motherboard uh, Skateboards. Fantastic. I don't know where this wasn't was when I was a kid. I used to love skateboarding, but there were no designs quite like this. Our lady on uh, on the, these skateboards is pretty impressive. You can check them out. Uh, loveyourmotherboard.com. 
Thank you for sponsoring a game show that's coming up in the next hour. But joining us on the program again right now is Patrick Sabat. He is with BlueArmy.com. He is one of the stewards of the pilgrim statue of Our Lady of Fatima. And in the last segment, we're getting to know him and a little bit of his history and the statue itself, which is pretty fantastic incredibly well made and uh, beautiful to say the least i patrick had the opportunity of praying in front of the statue uh, i don't know a couple months back when the statue was at my parish at uh, regina chile in the houston area and uh, you know to, I, to, i'm gonna be honest with you okay so don't tell anybody this patrick by the way you're muted on zoom right now uh but don't tell anybody this but i did not know that the statue was going to be there that day I just happened to go to the, I felt like I needed to go pray. So I pulled in on my way home from work. And wouldn't you know it, it was, I was like, this is amazing. And then to learn the story of this was even more incredible. And to that end, I want to get into some of the miracle stories. Let's start with the crying. This statue has weeped tears. Tell us about it. Well, uh, yes, uh, it seems like God, well, obviously, it's it's God who put the tears there uh, in the wooden carved statue of Our Lady, uh, but for a reason. Our Lady is sad because of the sins of mankind, and if you tie this to Our Lady of Fatima's message, you know, she's asking us for penance, 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 and very interesting surrounding, uh, or even before, the, the Roe versus Wade case. Here in America, in 1972, when she was traveling uh, in New Orleans, they found her to be weeping, and even the pastor, the parish priest, put her his handkerchief under the chin of Our Lady and caught uh, it. It got wet. Wow! Uh, Archbishop Hanan uh, had it investigated. Uh, I think it was Father Ramosa who did that, the uh, the pastor at the time, and they had it examined under a lab test, and they found it to be of human tears. This is very scientific, you know, it's not something like, oh, you know, an old lady said this was crying, but photos were taken, it's very phenomenal, this was for real Um so this was 1972 when she uh, started weeping. And people ask me, you know, why, you know, we, we never really know and understand uh, fully and comprehend God's mysteries and, uh, and, and, you know, why she would weep. But the reason is obvious. If we don't see it that way, we're, we're completely doomed. You know, Our Lady, she has done this in all her travels. Like you mentioned, the, probably the, the greatest, um, miracle that she does is bring people to the Lord and to witness uh, the changing of the bread into the body, blood, soul of our, our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, that's that's one thing we we tell people when, you know, we're not there as if it's a museum to to gaze on the beauty of an, an artwork, but we look at it, uh, as St. John Chrysostom would say, as a visual catechism. It mm. teaches us something about our faith. But stories like like yourself, you know, I don't even know what's going on here. I just want to pray. But a lot of people come to me like, you know, I'm not a priest, but they would confide in me like, you know, uh, Patrick, I've never been to the church in 20 years, but something urged me to come today. And I did not even realize Our Lady of Fatima statue is here. And I went to confession and that changes everything. You know, we, we asked for... We, we, I've seen, I've seen some physical miracles also asking for cures and miracles. But I, I have an old friend who, who always say, 
Yes, you can grow an arm and a leg right now today in front of Our Lady, but changing eternity, you know, going to confession, that changes everything. Mm. Now, that's probably the, the more important miracles that I'd like to talk about, you know, when, when people are converted, again, in the light of the message of Fatima, that's why our Ladies Blue Army exists, you know, to, to help people learn more about Fatima. That's why we want them to live it, you know, in our own lives, you know, to, to pray the rosary and to wear the brown scapular as a sign of our consecration to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. We've got about four minutes before we have to go to a break. So tell us some of the, uh, what's the most outstanding story of conversion that you can recall in your time, your 20 years now, of being with this statue? Um, there are a few, uh, but probably one of my favorites would be uh, a priest himself. You know, I, I have a high regard for priests, but sometimes these priests that I encounter, it's kind of weird and very hostile to statues of Our Lady. And he said, oh, I, I don't want any, you know, it's for some reason he said, I don't want the statue to be near the sanctuary. I want her to be in that corner and no flowers, no lights for a statue of Mary. And I, I kind of felt weird, but I opened the statue and his face light up. Wow. And he said, okay, you, you can probably put a, a spotlight on, but still in that corner. And then uh, he came back to the sacristy and came out and he said, um, I, I think you can go closer to the sanctuary now and you can put flowers. And he said, oh, I, I, I want you to speak only for one minute after I made the announcement. And so I did the speak that, but he came up again and he said, okay, next mass, you can, you can do five minutes. <laughs> and he said, that's a Sunday. And he said, uh, for for the noon mass, that's the third mass, uh, you can do my homily. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Tell them about Our Lady of Fatima. And then he, he said, I don't usually uh, hear confessions on the Sunday, but I'll make an exception. He went to wow. the confession after noon mass, and we're about to leave by 3.30. He's still in the confessional box. And he said, he came out, the, the line's still long, but he came out to me. I want to talk to you. After, before you leave, I want to talk to you. And then by 3.45, I was in the car. I had the statue already set to go to the next church. And he said, come here. He hugged me and he said, today I caught a lot of big fish. And the biggest fish I caught, the very biggest conversion I've heard today is myself. So thank you for bringing Our Lady here today. And he hugged me, and he was sweeping, and, you know, he wouldn't let me go, and he turned to Our Lady. Thank you, Our Lady Fatima, for coming to my parish today, still in tears. That's, <laughs> that's incredible. Wow. Praise be to God. Uh, what a glorious thing it must be to see these uh, experiences over and over again. Yes, yes. And I, I can tell you one more thing. I, I can tell you more, but this is very quick. I can promise you this. Uh, we were in Cebu in the Philippines. We were waiting for our ferry boat to take us to another, another island. And there's this four oh, or five-year-old oh, oh, girl. All that thought, all that thought. That music means we got to go to break. <laughs> so it's tease, tease, tease. More miracles Alrighty, on the I'll other way. More about it. And I still want to ask about Padre Pio and his interaction with the Pilgrim statue he is. Uh, this has been a, mis- a mystery to me for a while now, and I wonder, I wonder if Patrick might be able to solve this for me. So all of that coming up on the other side of the break. And I've heard stories of Muslim interaction too. I want to ask after the break. Don't go anywhere. Our Lady Fatima, pray for us. We'll be right back. Can we be happy without God? 
Atheists say yes, we Christians say yes, but only to a certain extent. What's our reason? There are some natural human desires that can be satisfied without living for God. The desire for sensory pleasure, success, and loving relationships. There are certain desires, however, that can't be satisfied without God. For example, we don't just desire some love, we desire infinite love, love without limit. This is manifest when we get frustrated with imperfect manifestations of it. The same is true for knowledge, justice, and beauty. Since God alone is in infinite in these perfections, only He can satisfy our desires for them. Therefore, to borrow from St. Augustine, without God, our hearts would be forever restless. And my friends, a restless heart is an unhappy heart. I'm Carlo Broussard with a ready reason for Catholic Answers, Catholic.com. Hi, Joe McLean here, host of the Catholic Drive Time, heard Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Central, 7 Eastern, right here. And I'm proud to tell you that Real Estate for Life is an underwriter of the Catholic Drive Time. Real Estate for Life connects home buyers and sellers to real estate agents while supporting pro-life organizations. Real Estate for Life offers their clients a faith-based experience. Real Estate for Life is online at realestateforlife.org. That's realestateforlife.org. God love you. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McLean. So good to be with you. Praise be to God. We're having a conversation with Patrick Sabat. He is with uh, the Blue Army. BlueArmy.com is their website. He is a steward of uh, the pilgrim statue of Our Lady of Fatima. Well, there's there's two of them, but um, it's an amazing story. The, in the last segment, we 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 teased, we cut you off, Patrick, right as you were talking about this uh, time you were in the Philippines. Let's start from there. Well, it's unbelievable, unbelievable what happened because we were, you know, imagine you were in an airport. It's a ferry airport, but when we travel, we put the statue in a bag as if it's a guitar or a cello, you know, an instrument. So you wouldn't know, or it's a golf club, you know, probably the best uh, description there. So it's enclosed. You you wouldn't know what's inside, but this five-year-old girl, four or five-year-old trying to play around, you know, not too far from her parents. But then when, you know, jumping and, you know, very happy, but then she came to this statue right next to me, you know, on the floor and covered, completely covered. And the most amazing thing, I'll, I don't know how to describe this with, with the radio, but I can, you know, describe for me, Joe. But um, <laughs> he, he came up to, you know, with the praying hand on her chest and then he touched the statue covered on the face, but she couldn't see. Only we can see because we know what's inside of that bag. And she kind of touched the face of the statue under the cover, and she made the sign of the cross very reverently and put her hands back in the praying posture for a few seconds and then started playing back. Wow. And I I said... (laughs) A five-year-old girl would do something like that. He completely, it doesn't look wow. like any religious article at all. It's completely covered. We're just passing through like, you know, in an airport. So wow. to me, that's that's amazing how Our Lady touches the heart. You didn't ask like the little girl, hey, how did you know that that was Our Lady under there? 
You no, she, she came back playing and I was just mesmerized and wow. I didn't know what to say. I, I, I have a priest uh, ne- right next to me. We just looked to each other and said, who, what happened there? <laughs> you know? so, <laughs> That's pretty anyway, amazing. So, you know, when, when we put Our Lady in one of the seats of the airplane, I, I make sure I open it up. But when I yeah. carry her around, you know, it's to, for the security uh, purposes, we, we close it up. I, I what can imagine. TSA can, say? Yeah, what does TSA say when you, when you travel through it, when you go through the security? Oh, a, a lot. We, we, we take her through the x-ray, you know, the box where you put your bags in. It, it just fits perfectly. But a lot of people would be saying, oh, that's Mama Mary or that's Our Lady or that's Fatima. You know, you get all kinds of reaction. Uh, even the, the pilot would make an announcement once in a while. <laughs> wow. he, he would say, ladies and gentlemen, folks, it's going to be a safe flight today. Uh, we have a special, very special passenger. Mary, the mother of Jesus. <laughs> one of the one of the uh, uh, airlines even asked me to to say something. You know, when the flight attendant would say something on the, uh, the telephone, the and PA, and they wow. say, "Oh, Pat, I've got Patrick here," and you know, I, I'm in the uh, the front seat there. Uh, That's so pretty. Say amazing. something, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine that as the steward of of uh, w- one of two incredibly special, unique, and rare statues on planet Earth, um, th- do you feel any anxiety or stress about whether or not she'll be damaged, hurt, or stolen, or something bad happen? Do you ever do you ever get anxious about that? You know, I learned a lot from traveling with Our Lady just to put my complete and total confidence in Our Lady. Uh, probably the first few years, I was so anxious, like you said, uh, what's going to happen? And, you know, every circumstances are playing in my head. And uh, now it's just, you know, even traffic. I don't even worry about traffic if I'm going to make it to the next church. Um, you know, I don't worry at all about it now. And it, it's just peace and and calm. Mm-hmm. Um it's it's amazing how Our Lady works in in our lives. So, uh, yes, there are still uh, times like that. I, I still uh, hate flying in an airplane, so I grab <laughs> onto her. She's she's got two seat belts. I only got one when we're flying. Um, but it's amazing. Now we have a motorhome. I call it Our Lady's recreational vehicle. Nice. You know, we're 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 traveling and you see a lot of uh peace signs and thumbs up and honks while you're traveling on the road and yeah. the army I thought it was vandalized um during the beginning of our uh, uh centennial tour because I see a lot of red marks on the face of Our Lady of Fatima because it's got a big uh photo of Our Lady of Fatima yeah. of the statue and I said this is vandalism I think and I got out of the RV one day and I see these women kissing our lady's oh. face <laughs> and the statue, and those are uh, it was lipstick, their lipstick. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Marks. Okay. Okay. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. Uh, how our lady calls her children the way she does. We're down to about uh, I don't know six or se- seven, maybe seven minutes now left in our conversation, and I still want to get to some things uh, really quickly. Uh, I've been told that this particular statue has had many miraculous facial expressions, like her disposition has changed in certain circumstances. Can you uh, tell us about that? Yeah, for for some reason, it's uh, you know the the expression again. I I don't uh, personally, you know, it, it's like. It's their story. I I see it also. 
but for some reason, uh, the expression changes. Even our founder, John Hafford, uh, founder of the, the Blue Army, uh, say, uh, states that in, in his books, uh, that the statue kind of changes expression. You know, some, you, you can tell for yourself, you know, you, you walk up into the church or any other place where she's, uh, at and you would see her expression kind of, Oh, she's sad today. You, you hear that a lot. Oh, she's very happy today. Or I was just here this morning. They came back and now she seems more, you know, lively or something like that. And I don't think people would say, Oh, it's about the light or where she's at, but sometimes you, you have her in one position for a long period of time, you know, like the whole day and people keep on coming and they come back, you know, for, I say for second dose. Oh, you're here again for your second wow, dose. Yeah. Um, but they, they would tell me, um, you know, the, the expression is changing. I don't have any explanation for it, except that our lady, when she was blessed by the Bishop of Adama, by Pope Pius XII, back in 1947, graces are flowing mm -hmm. through Amen. the visit, uh, the special occasion. And again, uh, with the, I think it's tied into the message of Our Lady of Fatima for prayer, penance, and conversion. And uh, I can attest to that. Whenever I was, uh, we had the miraculous program statue at a TFP event that I was at for the entire weekend. And every time I go back to see her, and I've seen the, the replicas that are exact replicas of this statue that the TFP takes with them all over the place. And when I saw the Maracas Pilgrim statue, it's just totally different. Even though the other ones, you look at them side by side, they're, it's almost a perfect replica. But the Maracas Pilgrim statue, her disposition, her continence, it's just, it's just, it's something so unique. It's almost as if she's alive. It's, it's amazing. It is, it is pretty amazing. I, I was very blessed that one time that I had, but uh, I mean, I, we're running out of time down to probably about four and a half minutes now. Um, but I want to ask about Padre Pio. Now, he was my confirmation saint when I became Catholic in 1999, and uh, I have uh, enjoyed reading his biographies and, and miraculous stories about this incredible saint. One of the stories uh, that I've read on numerous occasions is uh, how he was incredibly sick when the pilgrim statue came to visit San Giovanni Rotondo in Italy, his, his uh, monastery. And he, as he was so sick, he was unable to come down and do, to pray pray uh, uh, alongside this this pilgrim statue. So when this, it was time uh, for the statue to leave, which came and left by helicopter, Padre Pio is said to go to the window and seeing the helicopter fly off, he says, no, wait, lady, come back. And the helicopter turns around and comes back so that Padre Pio <coughs> might pray with the statue. Have you heard the story? Do you know anything about it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's one of my favorite stories, too. You know, and uh, if I may add to the, the, this beautiful story to what you just stated, uh, Padre Pio uh, prayed because he was so sick. He said, you left me like you, you were right <laughs> in my condition. I was sick and you were going to leave me and I would I'm still no. sick. You know? <laughs> oh, oh, our lady, why would you leave me like this in this condition? And so the helicopter pilot kind of felt an urge to, you know, like he's one of the witnesses, kind of felt the urge to go back, you know, like as if a wind was uh, blowing to the direction of Padre Pio. Uh, but the, the quick answer is uh, there's an 80-20, because there were two statues at the time. It could be the twin statue of what we're talking about right now. Uh, most likely, it's the one that sits 
on the Basilica in Fatima, Portugal, the statue. Wow. Uh, but there, because I've seen some photos and I can tell the difference, which one is it? Uh, but when it was in the helicopter ride, because I, I think it was a, a, another time when it was taken when he was kissing the feet of Our Lady of Fatima. And mm-hmm. definitely that, that one that he was kissing uh, was the twin statue to this one. Wow, I'm sure there are a lot of people who would love to hear a lot more stories about uh, the the work of this incredible apostle at BlueArmy.com and, and the stories of the miraculous uh, conversions and healings and all of that of Our Lady of Fatima, praise be to God. How can people find out more, and is it even possible to uh, request her to come to their parish? Is that is that a thing, or do you just always do tours and try to hit as many spots along the way? Well, you can, uh, you're talking to the right person here. Uh, I represent the Word Apostle of Fatima and the statue, uh, uh, Pilgrim Virgin Tours. Uh, again, go to bluearmy.com. Uh, thank you for promoting our, our site. It's very important. Uh, and join us, you know, to help change the world. We always say that, you know, sign the pledge to do what you ask, you know, to, to have peace in the world and, and of course, the triumph of the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Amen. But, Amen. Uh, email uh, me you, you'll find more information about the statue how you can host in your diocese in your parish uh, go to bluearmy.com that's the easiest way alright praise be to God Patrick Sabat thank you for your time today God love you we're very thank grateful you, to God. you praise be to God God bless you in your ministry bluearmy.com is the website check it out spread the word and uh, don't forget tomorrow is first Saturday go to mass pray your rosary spend time with our lady Next hour, for those that can join us, we're going to play the game and giving out the prize. That happens today. GRNonline.com forward slash CDT. God love you and God bless you. We'll see you then. Thank you for joining us on Your Catholic Drive Time, where it is our pleasure to keep you informed and inspired. Join us Monday through Friday at the same time, right here on your favorite Catholic radio station. Don't forget to connect with us. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Again, that's Facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Be sure to share more than just us today. Share Jesus with everyone you meet. Bye now, and God love you. A friend asked me why Catholics have crucifixes in our churches. Don't we believe Jesus has risen? Why do we keep him on the cross? Well, first of all, you want to check out 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 23. Paul says, but we preach Christ crucified. Why does Paul preach Christ crucified? Doesn't he know Jesus has been raised from the dead? Well, of course he does. But he knows that it is through the power of the crucified Christ on the cross that the bonds of sin and death are broken. As he says in verse 24, Christ crucified is the power of God. 1 Corinthians 2, verse 2, For I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Again, didn't Paul know that Jesus had risen from the dead? Well, of course he did. Paul preaches Christ crucified because an empty cross has no power. The cross that bears the beaten, battered, and bloodied body of Jesus Christ, however, that cross is the power of God. So we keep Jesus on the cross because we, too, preach Christ crucified. And the crucifix reminds us not only of God's power, but also his love for us, giving his only begotten son up for death and suffering. Also, here in this life, we do not share so much in the glory of the resurrection as we do in the suffering of Jesus on the cross. After all, we must take up our cross daily if we are to follow Jesus, as it says in Luke 9, verse 
23. And we must die with Christ in order to live with him, as Romans 6, 8 tells us. Where did Christ die? On the cross. One other passage to keep in mind is Galatians 3, verse 1. O foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you before whose eyes Jesus Christ was publicly portrayed as crucified? Did you catch that? Jesus was publicly portrayed before their eyes as being crucified. Sounds kind of like they may have been looking at a crucifix, doesn't it? A beacon of truth in a troubled world. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. GloryAndShine.com, a generous underwriter of Catholic Drive Time. GloryAndShine.com is a Catholic family-owned company making a variety of personal care products ranging from lotions, soap bars, gift boxes, body mist, beard care, and more. At GloryAndShine.com, they state their mission is to, quote, craft every product with deep intention while holding a vision of sharing the gospel. They are good for the body, mind, and soul, unquote. God love you, GloryAndShine.com. Thank you again. Welcome to your Catholic Drive Time. Keeping you informed and inspired. We love God. We ought to be able to talk about Him. Getting you started on your day. With the latest in breaking news and information. From the Vatican to the White House and everything in between. It's serious. It's fun. It's your Catholic Drive Time. Now here's your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to God. Uh, Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time. Keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McClain. I'm still in awe of our last guest from the last hour. I'm still just reeling from um, some of the stories of Our Lady of Fatima, pilgrim, pilgrim statue. Just amazing. I just love listening to that. In fact, I think, I think we're going to have to schedule a time to record another interview with him, Patrick Sabat from BlueArmy.com, and really get him to tell us some more details. There are so many more miracle, miracles and stories that are just incredible that we couldn't even get to. So I'm thinking we're going to have to schedule something, record a full hour, just getting all of that detail. And when we do that, we will send it to the uh, CDT Insider email list. Uh, we always like to send them the first uh, the first draft of all of the stuff so that they have first access. And if you want to get in on that, you can do that right on our website at grnonline.com forward slash CDT. You can sign up to our email list. And when you do sign up, you get a talk from Father Bill Casey of the Fathers of Mercy right away in your email inbox. So you already get lavished with some some cool content. But every week I like to send unique content uh, to the CDT Insiders. Again, you can sign up at grnonline.com forward slash CDT. Wasn't that amazing, Janelle? Yes, that was, wow. I'm just, <laughs> I feel like I'm walking on sunshine. That was really great to have him on. I could have talked to him for another hour easy. Yes, I, I, I could just keep listening to him all day. I, I don't think I would be tired of it. Yeah, I mean, I could you imagine being, for 20 years, just firsthand experiences of miracles and and just grace flowing. I, I, that has to be so edifying, I imagine. I bet. There's yeah. a lot of graces right there. Praise be to God. Well, the podcast uh, of this show is available on the website, so you can go back and listen if you weren't able to tune in. And uh, we are still posting our conversations. We can't post on Facebook or YouTube, rather, because YouTube doesn't approve of our conversations. But we are posting them on Rumble. And by the way... Uh, we're probably going to be adding live streaming to Odyssey soon. So that's another outlet that uh, you might be able to plug into. But I, uh, Adrian, good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. Wasn't good that to be great? Here. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And you said you could sit there and talk to him for hours. I had the privilege of when I was at the TFP conference, Patrick and the other steward, I can't quite remember his name, unfortunately, but he, uh, the two stewards were there at the TFP conference and uh, we got to have lunch with them and we talked for ever. And then we, they gave a talks, both of them gave talks and it was, it was amazing. It was quite amazing. Um, if you want to hear more about this of course uh, joe and i will get something together with patrick and maybe the other steward as well uh, but gabriel castillo who we're actually having back on in a couple weeks he is uh he did a great interview about 45 minutes with uh, the stewards on the Mar- miraculous pilgrim statue but they focus a little bit more on the fatima message and uh how to bring peace to the world yeah, super cool. Praise be to God. All right, so uh, look for that. We post links on the social feeds on, on Facebook today. You can find them there as well. And I think Janelle posts all the links to her stories uh, on the comments, which hanging out right on our website. Good morning to you, Mike. Thanks for watching live on our website, grnonline.com forward slash CDT. In the second half of this hour, we will do an after show where we will conversate with you about whatever it is you want to talk about. You, my dear listener, get to drive the conversation. All you'd have to do is be on one of the live video feeds on Facebook, on Twitter, on our website, grnonline.com forward slash CDT, and you get to uh, hang out with us. And we're looking forward to that. So praise be to God. But the first half hour coming up at 15 past, we're going to play the game. Fear and trembling. We're going to give out prizes today. Today's the day we pull out a name from the coffee cup of divine providence, and you could win your last three chances to get in on the prize pack. It's coming up at 15 past. All you have to do is be our first caller, and you can be our contestant. And uh, let's see, I haven't seen the questions yet today. Let me just look real quick. Let me just give it a quick glance here. Yep, pretty much all easy question Friday. It's all easy question Friday, but you don't need to know the answers to win. It's kind of fun. That's coming up at 15 past. All of the phone uh, the phone number, the rules, the regulations, all of that is on our website at grnonline.com forward slash CDT. I'll give you the phone number at uh, 15 past. But let's jump in. We're going to do good news. We're going to do uh, saint of the day. And then we're going to do a gospel. All of that coming up right now. But let's pray first. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thine intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. And now the good news with Janelle Lay. Here's an interesting article from the Epic Times. Archaeologists find 1,000-year-old intact chicken egg from Byzantine age in excavation in Israel. Archaeologists have unearthed an intact chicken egg dating back to the Byzantine period, roughly 1,000 years ago. During the excavation of an ancient cesspit in the city of Yavin, part of the large-scale archaeological undertaking by the Israel Land Authority Researchers were astonished to find the fully intact egg. The site was located in an extensive and diverse industrial area of the city, which dates back to the Islamic period. Poultry farming was first introduced to Israel 2,300 years ago. According to the Hellenistic and early Roman periods, the Israeli Antiquities Authority said, Experts believe the anaerobic conditions where the egg was located helped preserve it over the centuries. 
Yet experts say it is remarkable to find a chicken egg intact from so long ago. The Islamic period from the 7th century onward is marked by a decrease in the percentage of pig bones found in the region, believed to be due to the region's prohibition on pork. This led inhabitants to seek protein from other food sources such as chicken and eggs. Families needed a readily protein substitute that did not require cooling and preservation, and they found it in eggs and chicken meat, said Gal. Unfortunately, the egg had a small crack in the bottom, so most of the contents had been leaked out of it. Only some of the yolk remained, which was preserved for future DNA analysis. Also from the Epic Times, Teen sets up company to turn waste plastics into revolutionary product. At 18 Miles Peterson of Castlegar, British Columbia, is CEO and founder of the Terracore Plastic Company. And the young innovator's first product, a promising alternative to plywood, is already on the market. Pull savings from three jobs, he started a company that turns post-consumer plastics destined for landfill into affordable building materials, thereby offering a revolutionary in-house solution to the pileup of waste plastic, filling in the role of Chinese recyclers after China banned the import three years ago. In an interview with the Epic Times, the young entrepreneur said, Unlike companies that purchase recycled plastic instead of waste plastic, we are able to take advantage of the ban to ensure not only a lower price for our customers, but to make sure that no plastic goes to waste. The best way to use this plastic is to keep it out in the environment by keeping it in use, and I thought the best way to do it is to put it into building materials. Peterson's first product, the Terra Panel, is a waterproof, weatherproof, UV-resistant and plastic composite panel capable of outperforming plywood. To make the raw pl plastic waste is shredded, washed, dried, mixed with wood chips and additives, melted and pressed into a 90-ton press. The finished panel, which costs about 30% less than plywood, can be cut, screwed and nailed just like late regular plywood but can withstand freezing temperatures and be left outdoors without fracturing. And from Life News, federal appeals court upholds Tennessee pro-life law saving babies from unborn. And Eastland, Texas becomes the 31st Texas city to ban abortions. Thanks be to God. Today is the feast day of the Transfiguration. Happy feast day. Keeping you informed and inspired, I'm Janelle. God love you and have a good Friday. The saint of the day is Blessed Tadeusz Dolny. He is a Polish saint and a lot of Polish words today. He was born on the 8th of August, 1914 in Kazonowice, Svitorskiej, Poland. He was one of eight children born to Jane and Antonia Dolny and was raised in a very pious family. He was a seminarian in the diocese of Wlolawik in Poland and where he was known to be devout very studious, though not a great student, and showing a true vocation to the priesthood. He was arrested on the 7th of October, 1939, with other seminarians, with their teachers as part of the Nazi invasion of Poland that triggered World War II. They were all imprisoned in the Silesian College of Lad, which the Nazis had turned into a temporary detention center, and the teachers resumed convent studies uh, and covert instruction of the seminarians. Tedeus was transferred to the, the Schaffhausen concentration camp near Berlin, Germany on the 26th of August 1940 and then to Dachau camp in Germany on the 15th of December 1940. There he was beaten, tortured, starved, overworked and basically abused to death over a period of 20 months. He was known to give his food rations to other prisoners whom he thought were in worse shape than he was. 
He was martyred on the 7th of August 1942 in Dachau, Oberbayern, Germany, of starvation. His body was burned in the camp crematorium, and ashes were dumped with those of other prisoners. He was beatified on the 13th of June 1999 by Pope John Paul II. Blessed Tadeus Dolly, pray for us. Praise be to God in all things. The gospel today comes to us from Mark chapter 9, verses 2 through 10. Jesus took Peter, James, and his brother John and led them up a high mountain apart by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his clothes became dazzling white, such as no fuller on earth could bleach them. Then Elijah appeared to them along with Moses, and they were conversing with Jesus. Then Peter said to Jesus in reply, Rabbi, it is good that we are here. Let us make three tents, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He hardly knew what to say. They were so terrified. Then a cloud came, casting a shadow over them. From the cloud came a voice. This is my beloved son. Listen to him. Suddenly, looking around, they no longer saw anyone but Jesus alone with them. And as they were coming down from the mountain, he charged them not to relate what they had seen to anyone, except when the Son of Man had risen from the dead. So they kept the matter to themselves, questioning what rising from the dead meant. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I love what St. Chrysostom had to say here about why Moses and Elijah showed up. And the, the key here is the la yesterday's gospel about the, the giving of the keys to St. Peter, founding the church upon the rock of St. Peter. Because who do people say that I am? Well, let me show you the difference between the prophets, the law, and me. He reveals his divinity, he reveals this unique insight, and it makes a clear difference in the mind of Peter, James, and John, trust me. Uh, and there's lots of uh, nods here going back to Exodus chapter 24, verse 9. But St. Bede says this super quickly. He says, Our Savior, when transfigured, did not lose the substance of real flesh, but showed forth the glory of his own for our future resurrection. For such as he then appeared to the apostles... He will, after the judgment, appear to all his elect. It's a foretaste of what's to come. Real quick, Adrian, what did you find? Yes, this is an amazing passage. Uh, the transfiguration, there's so much to say here. One thing that's interesting is the whole trinity appears here. Now, obviously, you can say anywhere where the Father is, so is the Holy Ghost and the Son, and so too with the other persons of the trinity. But in an explicit way, the whole trinity appeared. The Father and the voice the sun and the man and the spirit in the luminous cloud. So there we see the, uh, the, the Holy Trinity present at the transfiguration. Now, this is very important. Now, Elijah and Moses, Joe talked about them representing of the law and the prophets. Now, this is important. But one thing that I wanted to focus on is the brown scapular of Our Lady. Where does the brown scapular trace its lineage? Well, it's the, it's our, the Carmelites, which takes it from St. Simon's stock. But where does the origins of the Carmelite order? Well, according to Carmelite tradition, it goes back to St. Elias himself, uh, which is Elijah. And he, that relates back to the, the scapular or the brown cloth that he gave down to, um, to Elisha, because uh, he's Elijah, and he gave it to Elisha that shows forth his power given by God. At this point, some saints and some visionaries say that, uh, that St. Elijah 
looks at our Lord and asks him to preserve the Carmelite order and to give them much grace. And so our Lord did agree to this promise. And I always wonder what did Moses ask for? Cause he was there as well, but I, we don't know. I don't have a record of that, but that's what our, but that's what Elijah asked mm. of our Lord. And so that's why this one of the main reasons why you should be wearing your brown scapular. You should Amen. wear it, kiss it devotedly. St. Uh, Dominic said that one day through the rosary and the brown scapular, our lady will save the world. Amen. And don't take it off. Don't take, just leave it on. Not even for showers. Just leave it on. It's going to be fine. Trust me. All right. Praise be to God. It's time to go to break and play the game Fear and Trembling. The, today is the day we give out the prize. It could be you. The phone number is uh, 877-757-9424. But someone is going to win the prize pack from Motherboards. Loveyourmotherboard.com is our sponsor this week. And we're going to pull a name out of the coffee cup of Divine Providence after this break. We'll play the game. Three more chances. Then we pull the name and announce the winner. All that's coming up next. 877-757-9424. We'll be right back. We're going to play. We're looking forward to it. Don't go anywhere. We all know children have a natural innocence and a sense of wonder. Yet our world is full of distractions that can pull families in the wrong direction. But with the help of God and a church family, your children can grow in the security of faith, hope, and love. Weekly Mass provides that critical faith foundation needed in life. So if your family hasn't been to Mass in a while, we'd like to invite you home. Discover more at catholicscomehome.org. Protestants like to use James 2, 10-11 against the Catholic doctrine of mortal and venial sin. Because James says, whoever keeps the whole law but fails in one point has become guilty of all of it. But James can't be denying the doctrine of mortal and venial sin because in 1.15 he affirms it, saying that sin in its beginning stages doesn't bring death, venial sin, whereas it does in its more mature stages, mortal sin. The point James is making in James 2.10-11 is that we must keep all the commandments in order to avoid incurring the guilt of transgressing the law. We can't say to the Lord on Judgment Day, Lord, I only broke one commandment but kept the other nine. So James 2, 10 through 11 is simply a misfire in trying to take down the Catholic belief of mortal and venial sin. I'm Carlo Broussard with the ready reason for Catholic Answers, Catholic.com. For 2,000 years, we've helped the poor and comforted the sick. We've educated generations of children develop the scientific method and college system. We support marriage and human life. Guided by the Holy Spirit, we compiled the Bible. We are the Catholic Church. With over one billion in our family, sharing in the fullness of Christian faith in the church started by Jesus. If you've been away, visit catholicscomehome.org today. Welcome home. Welcome to another round of fear and trembling. (laughs) The Catholic Trivia Game Show that helps you work out your salvation by the seat of your pants. It's a 50-50 chance and prizes are involved. Avoid the weeping and gnashing of teeth. Call now to take your shot. 877-757-9424. And now your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time and Fear and Trembling. The Catholic Trivia Game Show, where we have a secret and hidden agenda. So please do me a favor. And what I'm about to share with you, you mustn't 
share with anyone. Just keep this between us. But there are a few secret things we like to do during the game show segment. Number one, we like to teach the faith. So we look for teachable moments and questions where you might just learn something you did not know before about the Catholic faith. Praise be to God. And then, of course, we like to have fun. And our callers that call in to be contestants tend to be a really good time. They laugh with us. They're great sports. And we enjoy that. And then, of course, we give out prizes, which kind of makes it a winner for everybody involved. But if you're new here and you're just joining us, here's how it works. We do not ask these three trivia questions to the caller. They don't even need to know the answers to these questions to still win the game. Because instead of asking them, I will ask Janelle and I will ask Adrian. And one of them will be right and the other will be wrong. The question is, who's right? And who's wrong? The caller will have 15 seconds on the clock to make a decision, and then every right answer goes into the coffee cup of divine providence to win this week's prize. Janelle, what is somebody going to win today? Well, they can win a wonderful prize from Motherboards, a company dedicated to creating well-built recreational boards used on land, snow, and water, eventually. The quality craftsmanship put into each and every product is just as important as the unique and uplifting, and sometimes eye-opening, custom illustrations that adorn each piece. Motherboards is the first and only company in the U.S. dedicated to bringing a positive and Catholic-focused message targeted to teens and adults who like to board. It's a not-so-subtle nod to an alternative way of thinking that is sorely needed in today's crowded language of negative and dark messaging. Going negative is easy, so they decided to do it the hard way. Motherboards is based in the Rocky Mountains of Colorado, along with its sister company, Full of Grace USA. Motherboards, its website, loveyourmotherboard.com, all products and all religious imagery contained within are dedicated to and placed under the loving protection of the Sacred Heart of Jesus and the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Thanks be to God. Thank you and amen. Thank you, Motherboards, for sponsoring this week's game show. Amen. Praise be to God. Loveyourmotherboard.com. Thank you for being a generous sponsor. And if you have tried to call in and don't make it on the show today, well, sorry. God bless you. But you can call in on Monday. Brand new spo- a prize sponsor next week. Brand new opportunity. So uh, take advantage of that. But let's go to the phones. Alejandrina, good morning to you. Thank you for being on our program. Thank you. Praise be to God. Uh, Where are you calling from? San Antonio. Hey, now, my my old stomping grounds. Uh, What part of San Antonio? (laughs) Where do you you go to church? Uh, To uh, St. Joseph, Latin Mass. Hey, now. Wonderful. Cool. Praise be Pretty to Jesus. Cool. That's yes. amazing. Yeah, I grew up uh, a Converse, a Universal City. You know, Judson, the Mighty Rockets, the greatest football team in high school in all of the world. I don't know if you're familiar with it or not, but uh, there you uh, go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, um, are you familiar with the game, Alejandrina? Do you know how the, uh, the game is played? Yes. All right, so... Straw poll, really quickly, who do you think is the trickiest, Janelle or Adrian? Goodness. Um, Adrian, probably. Wow. (laughs) Truth be told. Shots fired. (laughs) And most people think it's Janelle, but I'm with you on this one, Alejandrina. All right, (laughs) let's play the game. Are you ready, Alejandrina? Yes. We will start with Janelle, as is her custom, but only for the next week. And then, oh, yes. uh, and then she, she departs. But uh, Janelle, are you ready? I am ready. Are you sure? Yes, I'm ready. Are you sure? Are you sure? Huh. <laughs> Janelle, can you tell me, is St. Jude the author of any of the epistles in the New Testament? St. Jude the author of any of the epistles? Yes. 
No, that's impossible. Saint Jude didn't write any of the epistles. No? Are you yeah, sure? Yeah, that's impossible. Wow. Okay. Hmm. Let's let's get a second opinion on this. Uh, Adrian, uh, can you tell me, is Saint Jude the author of any of the epistles in the New Testament? Is Saint Jude an author of any of the epistles in the New Testament? Yes. I'm assuming that that would be the letter to a letter of Saint Jude. Oh, cool. it's written by Saint like Jude. You're saying it's like that? That's straightforward. I, that's what I'm saying. I mean, it makes sense to me. All of modern scholarship agrees. <laughs> I mean, all of modern scholarship doesn't think that uh, Saint Paul wrote <laughs> Hebrews, but you know, I, all right, all I'm saying all right. is all. I opened a can there. Okay, so let me <laughs> summarize for you, Alejandrina. Uh, so here's the deal. Adrian says uh, yes, absolutely. Saint Jude did write an epistle in the New Testament, whereas Janelle is saying no. It's not even possible. Fifteen seconds on the clock. Who's right, Janelle or Adrian? Alejandrina, what say you? Janelle. Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> Why Ooh. are you so quick on the buzzer? Give me oh at least goodness. one chance to be charitable Ouch. and merciful. <laughs> I think you were right about Aww. Adrian after all. I'm just Ouch. <laughs> In fact, it's it yes, he did write an epistle, St. Jude's epistle. So, but don't worry, don't that. fret, Alejandrina. We got two more chances I'm to learning. get you in on that uh, prize pack. He's uh, also the patron saint of impossible or lost causes, so yes. that's why I put I put impossible sure. in my answer. Yes, and we and yeah. uh, please Saint Jude pray for Adrian today. Uh, all right, so <laughs> let's go. Speaking of Adrian, let's go to the second question. Adrian, can you tell me? Well, this may be impossible. <laughs> this is easy. This one's easy. This is super easy, Alejandro. You got this. What is what title? What title is given to one who has been beatified? So, what do we call that when someone is mm-hmm. being beatified? What title do we give to them? Interesting, interesting. Um, that would be Your Excellency. So, it's like, your, you know, Your Excellency mm-hmm. Venerable or Your Excellency Fulton Sheen. Uh, oh, uh, uh-huh. that, that kind of thing. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Okay. Okay. Let's see what uh, Janelle has to say. Janelle, can you tell me what is the title given to one who has been beatified? Your Excellency, Adrian. <laughs> Wasn't that yesterday's question for no. um, the bishops or something? I have no something? idea. Oh, wow. That's fire. St. Jude, pray again. for Adrian. <laughs> All right. So beatified um, is B. I remember this. Uh, the B in beatified stands for blessed. Ooh. Yes. Mm. B in blessed. Okay. So when someone is beatified, is it blessed or is it your excellency? Uh, Janelle says it's blessed and Adrian says it's your excellency. 15 seconds on the clock. Who's right? Who's wrong? Alejandrina, what say you? <laughs> Janelle? Blessed. Survey says, "Duh, yay, yay. Got it. Got praise it. be to God." I don't have my, I don't have access to my duh. "duh" button right now, so you have to Got play it. for me. Duh, of course it's blessed, Adrian, with his excellency. Good grief! I mean, it is Fulton Sheen's title. I was, I was right about <sighs> mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, you're in the cup, you're in the drawing, but we're up against the clock, so we're going to move on now. Uh, you could win the prize, but let's see if we can't double your chances now. Uh, third question, back to Janelle. Janelle, can you tell me? The movable chair upon which a bishop sits when he is not at his throne is called a what? The movable chair upon which a bishop sits when he is not at his throne is called what? That's a tough one. Mm, that, that is tough. 
I do believe it's called a charity. <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, morning allergies. You said it was a chair-ity? That, yes. That, that's your answer. Yes, it, it's chair-ity. called a chair-ity. Yes, it's, um, uh-huh. it's okay. Um, okay. Italian. You, oh, I see, I see, I see. Yeah. Okay, uh, let's go to Adrian. Adrian, can you tell me, hopefully in English, not in Italian, but can you give me the name of the movable chair upon which a bishop sits when he is not at his throne? What do we call that? Well, I can't prom- promise English, but it's called a faldstool. <laughs> a what? A faldstool. A faldstool. Faldstool? Mm-hmm. That's the, that almost sounds German. Yep. Faldstool. Actually, yes. All right, so this is confusing, Alejandrina, but here's the deal. Uh, Adrian says this special chair is called a faldstool, faldstool, whereas Janelle says it's called a chair-ity. 15 seconds on the clock. Who's right? Who's wrong? Alejandrina, what say you? Um, Janelle? Survey says. I'm so sorry! Oh, goodness. Charity. She was being tricky. I'm sorry, Alejandrina. It was a very charitable ever, really. She's not being very charitable today. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, it is a fall stool, but here's the deal. You are still in the cup. She is going to mix the cup up right now and draw us a name. Uh, Janelle, do you, do you have, are you prepared? We are down to seconds here. Alejandrina, mm-hmm. I'm praying for you and for the others, but <laughs> if it be God's will, we'll have to see. If not, we love you anyway. But uh, do we have a name? Oh, uh, we have a name. We have Diego from Dallas, Diego! Texas. Congratulations, Diego. Alejandrina, I'm so sorry. That's okay. It wasn't God's will today, but you were a lot of fun nonetheless. I'm sorry about the trickiness of Janelle. She, I'm learning. It's the ones that smile and, you know, and you got to watch out for them. You got to watch out for them. Alejandrina, have a great day. Have a great weekend. God Thank bless you. you. Thanks for Thank calling you. in. God bless you all. Praise be to God. And that is going to do it for the radio side of our Friday edition. We had a lot of fun talking to our guest today about Our Lady of Fatima. But if you would like to hang out with us in the after show and conversate about whatever is on your mind, you are welcome to do that right on our webpage at grnonline.com forward slash cdt. Thank you for joining us on Your Catholic Drive Time where it is our pleasure to keep you informed and inspired. Join us Monday through Friday at the same time, right here on your favorite Catholic radio station. Don't forget to connect with us. Just go to facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Again, that's facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Be sure to share more than just us today. Share Jesus with everyone you meet. Bye now, and God love you. Praise be to God, it is Friday. Welcome to the after show of Catholic Drive Time, where we get more casual about the conversation. And uh, we hang out with uh, a lot of CDT insiders, the ones that uh, hang out with us almost every day. And we're so grateful for it, too, by the way. Unfortunately, we aren't live streaming on, on YouTube this week because they didn't approve of our conversation about the legalities of mandates. So uh, we are live streaming instead on our website, on Facebook, and on uh, Twitter as well. And pretty soon, we were looking at uh, some other options yesterday, or actually this whole week we've been looking at other options, 
And we may have another option soon. So we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. But here's the deal. If you're listening to us on one of these platforms and you're like, what is going on here? Uh, if you're new, we encourage you, be a first-time commenter. We like to lavish extra love on first-time commenters. People who have never commented before get a little something extra uh, because we appreciate you. We, we, we love it when we get first-time commenters. So let us know you're listening. Let us know where you're from. And uh, our listeners get to drive the conversation in the after show. So whatever is on your heart, your mind, your agenda, you can comment, and we will do our best to to uh, have a conversation around that. But I want to thank Sonia. Good morning to you. Praise be to God. She said she learned a lot and had fun today. I'm glad to hear it. Lori. Lori, good morning. Praise be to God. You're co- why are you coughing? Why are you, why are you choking, Lori? What's going on? Uh, cough, cough, <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I do my best, okay? Oh, I'm trying <laughs> to be the advocate of the contestant, and look what I have to deal with. Janelle and Adrian. Out for blood they are. I mean, just, it's like, ugh, it's it's an opportunity to offer up the, the suffering is what it really is. Uh, Jesus Robles, the rolling chair. The rolling chair. Jesus uh, is saying more crazy things. I, we, uh, I need to pray for Jesus. <laughs> I had a swivel chair as an alternative um, wrong answer for the last question. <laughs> Jesus, for swivel I don't I don't chair. know what Jesus is referring to, but he, he he says the words brilliant and Adrian in the same sentence. <laughs> yes, so I, I it must be a foreign language. I know uh, exactly not, what he's talking about. Mm, yeah. uh, mm. He he's referring to the excellence <laughs> of uh, you know me. Mm-hmm. Uh, can I go back to quote My our guest humility. today? Uh, Joe, you are right. Came up uh, twice in the conversation. I wonder who told you that there was two <laughs> miraculous pilgrim statues. I'm just wondering. Okay, nothing to see I'm here. Wondering. Move along. How did you Move know along. that there were two? Move along. I, I wonder if someone told you that. <sighs> I can't. Uh, I don't know. Anyway. I don't know. Anyway, Lori, again, good morning to you. Praise be to God. Chris Velasquez, good morning to you. Praise be to God. Uh, good morning to you, uh, Monica Cortez and Melanie. Praise be to Jesus. Don, good to see you, my friend. Damon, Damon, is Damon a, is Damon a, uh, a new listener? Where? Pierman, Damon Pierman the second. On Facebook? Yeah, now he's got us, he's got us one up. This is on the Catholic Drive Time side of Facebook. He's got us one up. I was talking earlier about my experience at the uh, phone store yesterday and how I was uh, saying, you know, I get up at three, so I can't think past two. And the guy next to me is like, oh, I get up at four. You had me beat. Well, Damon has us beat, has me beat. He gets up. I, I'm guessing this means 1245 in the morning to go to work. Dang. Y- oh, you wow. win. 1245. You win, sir. Why? You get the grand like prize. A night shift? Is that is that it? <laughs> it's got to be, yeah. Hey, you work... Um the uh, what do they what do they call it? Third shift is that what they call it? I forget. <laughs> well, I, I well, second shift goes to about midnight. So yeah, yeah, I guess. Okay. Well, congratulations, yeah. you beat you beat Joe <laughs> and everyone else. <laughs> congratulations, sir, you are the winner. But we are grateful that you are commenting today. Praise be to God. Thanks for hanging out with us today, Joaquin. Good morning to you. It's good to see you, my friend, Joaquin. Uh, we like to see you every day hanging out with us, Gloria. Good morning. Thanks for. Thanks for commenting. Tammy, it's good to see you. Praise be to Jesus. Thanks for hanging out on Facebook now that uh, YouTube is not available. Michelle, uh, peace and joy be with you as well. We love that. Buddy Canaan, K9, I did it again. Darn it. Uh, I was promising myself I would never do that again. Buddy K9, good morning to you. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Praise be to Jesus. Patty was on. We always love our friend Patty. Uh, she always hangs out with us in Buddy, the first Buddy, what's your hour. actual name? Just curious if you're if you're comfortable with sharing. I know you mentioned it 
whenever you called into Dave Palmer's show a couple uh, weeks ago. Maybe it was like a month ago at this point. Uh, but I can't remember what your name was. And I was like, oh, that's uh, that's Buddy from from, YouTube, from Facebook. Uh, but you had told him his, your real name. And I was like, oh, I need to remember that. But then I didn't because I have horrible <laughs> memory. Mr. Thomas Anderson, praise be to God. Thanks for hanging out with us today on the website. Uh, it's good to see you again, my friend. Joaquin is saying lies. No. Joaquin, lying. Joaquin is a brilliant, insightful up words. man beyond his years. He doesn't, his, his astute he insight. Ignored. His he, he, brilliant Joaquin, you're banned from observations uh, should be studied in universities. Joaquin, I, we, we can't let you be on the show anymore. No, we, it, we have to, do we not have to listen. boot you from the show. Do I'm not sorry. Listen. Uh, he said, Mr. Joe, did you know that it's National Horn Day? Cough, cough, wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. I, he's making things up. There's no ah. such thing as Horn Day. That, that's, that's I crazy. love it. I don't even have access to the buttons right now because my, my the new phone thing. Uh, and still, we have forced Adrian to play the horns of the apocalypse. You know what that means. Jesus is a friend of mine. Jesus is uh, my friend. Yeah. We have to play it. There is an imbalance in the force. Now the force the uh, force has been balanced. No, it hasn't. It's totally imbalanced. Now, also, uh, by the way, joining us in the studio right now is Janice. Good morning to you, Janice. Good morning, Joe. Praise be to God. It's good to see you. Uh, Janice is hanging out with us. She is uh, observing the Catholic drive time uh, madness. Uh, considering uh, whether or not she wants to uh, be a part of the team full-time. Yes, so I am a local here in Houston, and uh, I know you guys are opening up a position for uh, co-host radio part, um, here at the, the Catholic Drive Time. So, Yeah, Janelle says she she's going to college. I know. I think <laughs> that may not be fully the case, though. I think it's really that she just wants to away. sleep till noon. Away. <laughs> she wants to play video games, eat Cheetos, and sleep until noon. Cheetos. That's my <laughs> estimation so of the situation. Well. So the other day, I woke up and my brother was coming to bed as I was going, waking up. I was like, "Dude, what are you doing?" <laughs> I was like, what and Janelle's heard? going back to college for. What what are you studying again? I'll be studying theology at the University of St. Thomas. Uh, so looking forward to it. Nice. When, yeah. do, when do classes start? Uh, they start August 23rd, uh, this upcoming semester. Uh, so that's like in two more weeks. And so I'll be after uh, this next week, uh, that'll be my last day. Uh, so sad. Yeah, so sad. so sad. Well, we'll miss you, Janelle. We appreciated your 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 being on the team. Thank you. Praise I was God. glad I was able to help out for a little short while. Yeah, amen. Amen to it. Um, Michelle Vaughn, however, I'm worried about Michelle. Um, Why? She says I, great she might have, brilliant things. She might have fallen she's and hit her head. She's been talking to Jesus a lot she, recently. She seems like she's, she's... Are you bribing her as well? She's saying mm-hmm. delusional I things. I'm not sure what she means here. Uh, but I'm, I'm wor- really worried about Michelle Vaughn. I'm oh, praying man. for your health and your what, your mental well-being. I mean, st- when you say statements like, quote, Adrian, you don't have a bad memory. You are a brilliant. You are brilliant in so many ways, unquote. One you know, I'm going to clip that. I'm going to clip concerned. you of saying that without, and I'm gonna just going to cut out the, <laughs> the part where you say, quote. And I'm just going to cut that portion, and I'll post it on, on uh, Facebook later. <laughs> Just, just for the record. Uh, just for the record. Just for the record. Yeah. So you can look for that on my Facebook page. You're just going to hear, Adrian, you don't have a bad memory. You are brilliant in so many ways from Joe's mouth. 
Just, just keep that. Just keep that in mind. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Now, uh, Janice, are you able to follow the inside humor? Like, we're just flying today. There's throwing around. Yes, I actually really appreciate the um, the humor from all of you you guys. So, especially um, Adrian's humor. I think it's hey. really interesting. Wow. <laughs> it's a yeah. Yeah. Is that a, is that a was compliment that, or an insult? I'm not was sure. That cash. <laughs> I saw you passing like, around earlier. It's like whatever, uh, what's, the, what's the Chinese proverb or the uh, Chinese curse? May you live in interesting times yeah. adrian your, your humor is, is so interesting don't don't interesting. don't don't he, his ego does not need this okay hey, if, not suck up if to i him. was only humble i'd be perfect you know <laughs> if, if only if only I'm, uh, I'm feeding his ego too much so yeah. maybe i should uh, michelle say says she's gonna miss you janelle yes thank you i'll yeah. miss all of you as well as mm-hmm. an absolute blessing to get to know all of you guys yeah praise be to god Jeanette, well Oh, so go ahead. I was just going to ask, Janelle, are you a senior or a sophomore? I'll be an incoming junior. Uh, so it's my third year, and it's crazy how fast time has flown. I just, like the other day, I was like, oh, I thought I was just a freshman still. <laughs> oh, it's, it's been, um, it's been wild, a uh, wild two years, but, um, it's great. It's, uh, I, I think I've grown a lot, um, as a person. Mm-hmm. And uh, especially during my time in the studio, I think I've grown a lot in humility. <laughs> so it, it's a great experience. Well, praise be to God. Um, Mr. Uh, Mr. Thomas Anderson, our friend from, from Florida, praise be to God, hanging out with us over on our website. He brings up a good point, though. Uh, he says uh, the experience on the website buffers. So the live feed buffers often. Yeah, you're, you're not right about that. Not or, wrong. No. What did I say? It's you Friday. Not right. I, you know, praying the litany of humility every Friday is very dangerous <laughs> business. Uh, you are not wrong, sir. You are right. It does buffer, and this is an unfortunate thing, which is part of the difficulty we have in finding a path forward, given the difficult, given the uh, the censorship that we experience on YouTube. YouTube being a more smooth experience, obviously more convenient for most people, but at the same time, if we are not able to speak freely about our conscience about the difficult issues, well, uh, then we have to find another way forward. So the technology we have at the moment does have some downsides, and this is one of them. So you can watch live on our website, and you can comment live on our website, but there is some buffering going on, and that's because the service we are using, Caster there, um, unfortunately, it's not only not, uh, it's not inexpensive, it's very expensive, and to get to a much better level, a more uh, robust level, it's pretty darn expensive. So mm. trying to be responsible as a 501c3 with donor dollars, because we are 100% listener funded. We don't receive a check from the Vatican. I, I know because I called them and asked them to give me one, and then they hung up. So <laughs> there you go. But um, it's a difficult thing. So one of the things that we were looking at yesterday. Did you get that Peter Pence money? I don't know. No, they send that all to uh, condos in London, apparently, and to uh, um, Hollywood, apparently, gets a lot of that money. Uh, However, we don't. But anyway, um, we looked at another option yesterday. So we were looking at several. You know, Rumble, you know, what it would take to live stream on Rumble. You got to spend money there. Uh, Gab, you'd have to spend money there. And I don't even know if you can live stream into Gab, to be honest. Gap. I'm not. I'd have to so. look that up, but I think it's like more of a social media site where you. Have to well, you post can, there's videos. a video side, but yeah, I don't think you can, you can live. Videos. I'm not sure you can live stream. We, I do post the the content into Gab every day, <laughs> and then um, another. So here's another site, and I'm willing to bet a straw poll. I'm willing to bet you, my dear uh, friend, my dear friend, listeners, you probably do not know or have never heard of this site. I didn't. Odyssey. 
Now, Odyssey is unique in some ways. It is a site. Oh, it, let's see, how do we how do we spell it again? It's O D Y S E E. Yeah, O D Y S E E. I could be wrong. Yes, it's O D Y S E E dot com. Odyssey dot com. Odyssey is interesting for some reasons. Odyssey is a site where you can upload videos like YouTube. You can watch, comment, all that. You can even uh, live stream there. But here's where it becomes different. Here's where it becomes unique. Um, Odyssey is a site run off of crypto, blockchain technology. Now, Adrian, uh, you are the world's most foremost expert on blockchain and, uh, technology and cryptocurrency. Explain this to us. Okay, I'll do my best. Uh, as the world's leading expert on uh, the uh, don't on fact blockchain. check that. By the way, just take my word for it. If he, you look up, uh, if you look up the uh, leading expert on all things blockchain, my picture comes up. <laughs> uh, don't look up Wikipedia that. Whatever yeah, you do, whatever you do, don't look that up. But uh, no, the so from my understanding, and my understanding is very rudimentary. I just started looking into it, and the way cryptocurrency works, you have different kinds of cryptocurrency. So, like for instance, the famous one is Bitcoin, and Bitcoin is essentially you can think of it as uh, digital gold. And so, it's a very it's a very intention of being is to uh, replace the gold standard, is to replace money as a transaction fee, but there are other uh, cryptocurrencies that have different values, different things. So you have the uh, the meme uh, coin, which is Dogecoin, and it was literally just made as a joke. It actually took got traction for a while, but it was made as a joke, and the reason why is because there's no defense mechanism of people just making their own Dogecoin. So it, there's a potentially infinite amount of Dogecoin out there, so it can never gain value okay the other and then so finally we get back to blockchain so what is blockchain blockchain is kind of like a security system inside of cryptocurrencies that confirm that your cryptocurrency is your cryptocurrency so you can't just code your own money uh so it has to be confirmed with the blockchain and there are certain cryptocurrencies that are actually blockchain and so you purchase these things and you're not actually getting like a bitcoin where it's very essence is having value instead you're purchasing uh the power of blockchain and so one of the famous one is ethereum and uh odyssey has their own i think it's called libri uh r l b r y and uh, that's what they're using uh to to basically create their own uh platform and because of this they're actually completely unique and uh separate from like amazon servers for instance they don't have to rely on amazon servers they don't have to rely on those kind of things uh but there are downsides to it there's not enough people using blockchain and using their things to confirm it so you have to purchase uh the blockchain uh pieces and whenever you do it essentially will start using uh using that purchase to confirm other blockchain uh it gets kind of complicated hmm. but essentially that's kind of what it is from my understanding i could be completely super wrong, clear but i it's, mean crystal it's, it's clear wow. as mud so Whew. you know it's um, clear as the uh, i see why the book you're of the apocalypse the, i see why you're the foremost expert on the subject oh no problem I mean, whew, man Anytime. yeah Wait, so how does that connect with odyssey so are you saying that um odyssey is funded by blockchain or no okay so or? this is the very interesting it's, so this is, is the this, complicated yeah, so this is where it gets complicated <laughs> so it's the blockchain that's basically the foundation that odyssey is built on and so everything that runs on odyssey it's kind of like whenever you upload things onto an amazon server uh you're everything's running on that server except 
is running on Libri, which is the uh, blockchain or the cryptocurrency that mm-hmm. Odyssey uses. And so you can purchase Libri, you can uh, use it, you can uh, buy things with it on Odyssey. But the actual structure, infrastructure, is built on the blockchain. And so it's a cryptocurrency, but it's also <laughs> a platform. It's kind of complicated. Kind of? Uh, and I don't, I don't completely hmm, understand it Where's my dub button again? Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty complicated stuff. Uh, you know, you know. Speaking about different platforms, um, so I, I'm a millennial, Catholic I'm millennial. I'm so sorry. <laughs> My deepest condolences. Part of the best generation ever that has lived. <laughs> okay. And sure. um, so right now in the the millennial world, um, there is a big. There's a lot of talk about um, kind of like the millennial radio that's um, kind of coming about, which. Mm. I'm not sure if you've heard of Clubhouse before. Yeah, you were telling me about this earlier. But Clubhouse is an app um, that basically is like a radio Facebook, essentially. Yeah. And you can like add friends or like follow people that you like, people that you can follow, clubs that you admire. And a lot of good Catholics are actually starting their own clubhouses. Yeah, their own streams. Yeah, their own streams. You know, Live 365 was doing this for the longest time. I wonder if they're still around. A live 365. It sounds like the same model. Yeah, but the the millennial um, audience is like huge all over it. So we'll, we'll, we'll yeah, have to add that to the really list. Really interesting. Then. So um, we'll have to add that to the list and check that out. The, the, mm-hmm. Is it and video? Can, is it video uh, and audio? No, it's, it's just audio. It's, all, it's only so, audio, but it's yeah. live. So yeah. it it you feel like you're talking to someone, like you're t- you're talking to a friend. Because you just like uh, raise your hand and yeah. you, you can ask questions without. You don't necessarily have to call to be on their show. Sure. You just have to raise your hand by clicking a little button. Yeah, and it's really cool because they have a little virtual stage, and so the speaker is on the stage um, virtually, obviously. Um, and also, Clubhouse is in the process of adding um, um, monetary like commission. So, like, if you want to open up your doors to have a fee like let's say there's a fee to join this uh, particular streaming mm. or if you want you want people to donate to your stream while you're going live um you can also donate money so i know they're they're yeah. in the process of Amazing. building that but well you know we, st- yeah. we we do actually stream live uh right over our mobile app which i encourage everyone to download if you go to your app store look for um Look for Guadalupe Radio Network. I'm getting a message. Someone's like, "If we won, do we? How do we get the prize?" Diego's uh, chomping at the bit for his prize. Uh, Janelle, we we got to make sure we connect connect him to the prize pack. Of course, but, of uh, course, yes. Yeah. So download the mobile app. It's a fantastic way to stay in touch, to listen to us live, to hear the podcast as well, right on the mobile app, and other content from your local Guadalupe Radio Network station. You can uh, search for that iOS and Android by searching for the Guadalupe Radio Network. But uh, either way, uh, there's a lot of things that are going to be happening in the near future, thing, uh, projects in the hopper that uh, I'm not yet ready to disclose publicly. But I think Odyssey is going to be a part of the equation. Um, not that there's – see, this is part of the difficulty. Every single alternative to the big three, right? Now, you might add TikTok or Instagram. Instagram's going through a – a, a difficulty period right now. Instagram is trying to become a YouTube and it was a, a photo <laughs> sharing site. And so <laughs> is it Facebook? Is it, uh, is it YouTube? <laughs> like what is Instagram? It, lost, it, it, it it's, lost its identity. It's lost its identity. <laughs> so it's very confused. So we don't, I mean, we don't put a ton of effort there. Um, 
So the big three are hard to overcome, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. YouTube in particular, because if you want to get to a big audience, if you're trying to plant seeds in the hearts of fallen away Catholics, Catholics, pagans, heathens, and everyone in between, for the glory of God and for the salvation of souls, then you got to be where they are. Or as Pope Francis would say, smell like the sheep. The problem we have is those platforms do not want to allow us to have conversations that need to be had, as you all know, as, we've, as we shared with you. So then you say, well, what about the alternatives? Gab and Parler and, and Rumble and BitChute and you name them. I have a bunch of them. I share to them all the time. They simply aren't going to be a, be a great solution in many ways. And one of the ways is the audience is just not there. So now what's interesting about Odyssey and why I feel like it's, it's interesting is because, one, it is decentralized, unlike YouTube. YouTube has a very sophisticated algorithm that does most of the heavy lifting of showing you what they want you to see, showing you what they think you want to see, and then getting rid of content that they don't want on their platform. And then they have a human layer after that. Versus Odyssey being built on blockchain means it is decentralized. It means that you can have conversations about uh, subjects and not have to worry about the censorship. The downside is there's probably not even close to a fraction of the audience that's on YouTube on Odyssey. So it's a matter of building it. But here's, the I think, one of the benefits. One, uh, with Odyssey, we can duplicate our, our catalog from YouTube. We, had 200, we have 208 videos on our channel. That's, that's a lot. I mean, that's amazing. It's more than seven. That's more than seven. And considering we just, we just started that channel, you know, uh, six Nine months ago. ago yeah. yeah, seven months ago. Uh, it's already doing very well, praise be to God, until they blocked us, of course. Um, so we were able to duplicate our catalog over to Odyssey. We're still publish publishing on Rumble, uh, but we can also live stream into Odyssey. The problem is I have to get up to 50 of these cryptocurrency library whatevers they are. <laughs> so once I get to that, we can live stream there. And the hope is if I can live stream into Odyssey, maybe I can plant that, embed that live stream viewer into our webpage and let that uh, – serve as that as that means which means it should be more quality less buffering that took only 15 minutes to get to answering mr thomas's question right i mean that's not bad 15 Clara. Minutes. <laughs> mike uh, k might want to say that mike k said uh he wants to share with the cdt family 41 years ago this evening my feet were in the yellow footprints and i was being screamed at by three people boot camp day number one for the 17-year-old, he was very different from, than the first day of college. Yeah, praise be to God. The infamous footprints. Now, Mike, uh, San Diego, or were you at Camp Lejeune? Uh, let me know. Uh, I was San Diego, and I remember the footprints very, very well. I think he said in the past that he was at the not the San Diego because he was making a joke about. Oh, that was Hollywood. Buddy. Oh, okay, okay. That was Buddy. Now, he, we were joking, but Buddy went to San Diego as well. Oh, okay. okay. I used to live in San Diego for four years. Yeah. I love, yeah, love that place. Yeah, I went to boot mm -hmm. camp there, and and the and I, I was the last time we were talking about this, how that, maybe Mike K can and, and share his experience, but one of the weird things about being a Marine, and I was 17 as well when I went to, uh, when I joined the Corps, is you get off the plane, there was no one to meet you to tell you what to do. Like you didn't like, 
we just kind of all wandered the airport and got to a spot uh, that seemed to make sense, and the buses show up, and then they start screaming at you. Uh, it was kind of a weird experience. It was kind of like, man, you thought somebody was going to greet you at the plane and, you know, comfort you and, you know, pat you on the back and say, well done, and then before the screaming started. But no, screaming starts first. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Thomas had two questions. One was, bishops have thrones? Yes. Bishops are the princes of the church. So in their diocese, they have a, uh, in their cathedral, which, you know, has the word cathedra, there is a seat. His seat, his sede, uh, is there inside of his cathedral. And uh, that's where he has it. But if he is celebrating a liturgy, this really isn't done anymore, but this is the reality of it. Um, the and every, Whenever he travels to a different church in his diocese, he brings his uh, his Faltstuhl, uh, which is a folding stool. It literally comes from German, meaning folding stool. And he would bring it. It was a very fancy chair that he would bring with him. You can see uh, Cardinal Burke uses it often. You can, if you look up uh, pictures of him saying Mass, he will sit in his faldstool, and um, and so that's where that comes from, because they are the princes of their church, so they have a throne, and that's where they uh, have their authority. And it's actually interesting in Houston, because I know half of our audience right now is from Houston. Uh, our cathedra, our seat, uh, is actually not at the Co-Cathedral of Sacred Heart in Houston. It's actually at the cathedral in Galveston because the Co-Cathedral in Houston, that is actually the sister church, the uh, twin church from Galveston because the, the diocese started in Galveston and then as it expanded after the Great Flood, um, they moved the centrality of it to Houston instead. So very interesting. And then his second question was, Adrian, uh, are you moving uh, soon? Uh, well, update on that. So no because the people didn't want to give us the apartment. Uh, so now we're looking at like rinky-dinky apartments. I mean, um, they just they, they just hate us. You I know? mean, could you imagine like, all beard. the complaints? It's like, it is 7 o'clock at night and they're still playing Gregorian chant for crying out loud. I know it. I know it. I was going there and they were like, oh my goodness, you're going to be waking about what time? No, no, we, we don't want we, you there. We can have none uh, of it. It was horrible. Where are you looking so. to move? Somewhere near here. So right. I cannot drive an hour to work every day. Uh, so we are. So now we're looking at rinky dinky places because we're like these people will take anybody. We'll we'll go here. We'll go here. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah. Pretty, pretty good. Mike K reminded me he he was Coast Guard. I forgot. I totally forgot he was Coast Guard. He was a coastie. Uh, I didn't know they had yellow footprints. That's amazing. Uh, I didn't know. You I know, really we the cool, only cool fact. I actually used to live uh, with a Navy SEAL. Really? So uh-huh. I, uh, when I was living in San Diego, my last my last year in San Diego, instead of living in the dorms, because um, just because the cost of living was really expensive, um, I had a really awesome Catholic family take me into their home. Really? Um, and the husband was a Navy SEAL, and they were in, like in their sixties. Uh, I think he was retired, but uh, great, great Catholic. Uh, he was a deacon, actually deacon. How fascinating! Yeah, and uh, just he had so many amazing stories about yeah. his life as a Navy SEAL. You know, I've always I've reached out to a few uh, former SEALs to have a conversation around how difficult it is to be a faithful uh, Christian in that community, um, mm. because it is very difficult in the in that community. It'd be interesting to uh, to. Uh, sort of shed, shed some light on how the pressures, especially now where they're always deployed, suicide rates are up, alcoholism yeah, is up. for sure. There is a major fight going on within the SEAL community because mm. uh, there's been a lot of um, uh, corruption. In fact, the guy, the, the officer who leads that community issued a report to Congress saying there needs to be a complete overhaul 
you mm. know. So there's a lot of difficulties. Well, yeah, I can with, I can connect you with. Um, yeah, I would love to have uh, that conversation. Deacon, Deacon Curtis. That'd be um, fascinating. So he actually. Uh, is a retired Navy SEAL, but he still goes and trains. I, I, they're always connected to yeah. the community, so <laughs> I'm sure his insight would be fantastic. That'd be mm-hmm. an interesting conversation for me. Mike yeah. Mike K is spreading lies and rumors and fake news again. Uh, Mike K is saying, big secret, Coast Guard boot camp is as physically and mentally demanding as the Marine Corps, but without the rifle training. I, pff, come on, Mike. No, come on. I mean, I, I don't know, buddy. Is it, Could that be true? I mean, I heard the Air Force uh, qualifications are more demanding than Coast Guard. Air Force? Okay, I'm, I'm lying. Force? I'm lying. I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. Or I mean, Coast Guard. I think they have to walk a mile now. Um, they don't run anymore. Uh, it's a mile and a half. Is it a mile and a half? It's fantastic. I will say this. Lackland Air Force Base has the coolest uh, obstacle course I had ever seen. I mean, I think there's a coffee station halfway, like a Starbucks coffee. You could stop, get a little latte before you continue on. But it looks like the biggest playground you've ever seen. It's trees. It's fantastic. Unlike the uh, Marine Corps uh, one over in San Diego, which is like there's nothing but the blazing sun beating down on you. And you got to climb the tower. It's, it's pretty, pretty intimidating. I'm, but I like to tease. Mike, thank you for your service. We're very grateful to you. Praise be to God. Mr. Anderson says, invite the Navy SEAL gentleman to the show. Yeah, I think that would be a good idea. That'd be a fun conversation. That is going to do it. Uh, do we have guests next week? Oh, yeah. Big time. Uh, I don't have it pulled up at the moment. Father Vincent Lambert's coming back. That's Indeed super cool. He is. The Exorcist. Uh, uh, let's see here. Tony. Tony. Uh, secular novels. That's going to be a conversation. And then Dr. Ver Schurun. German. A Catholic scientist on the Shroud of Turin. Ooh, Shroud of Turin. There's a lot of uh, great conversation coming up. God bless you. We'll see you.